Hello everyone. Good evening or good day. Magandang umaga, magandang gabi. Buenos dias, buenas tardes. Welcome to another episode of the First World Manila podcast. First World Manila is the brand that makes long-term economic and urban planning and cultural revitalization interesting to Manilenos and Filipinos. And we do that via vlogs and podcasts like like this one and fine art okay so let's jump right in to today's episode today I will be talking oh yeah by the way my name is Ramon Rodrigo Calacuenca CFA I am the founder and director of First with Manila okay uh, today I'm going to be talking about train managing the risks uh, TRAIN stands for Tax Reform for Acceleration and Inclusion Act. I guess ACT isn't part of TRAIN, the TRAIN acronym, but anyways, um, I'm sure most of you have heard about this, but if not, this is basically uh, a tax package that was passed by the Duterte administration that began earlier this year, the beginning of this year in January. Basically, it's a, it's a bunch of things. It's a raise taxes on some things but cut others basically there's a there's an there's an excise tax an increased tax on a fuel and quote-unquote sin products now including sugar uh, offset by lower personal income tax and for the poor there's also cash transfers so that's basically it that's that's a tax package um, uh, so one one big component, obviously, of this package is the increased tax on fuel. That's kind of got a lot of people in a row recently. So, and I'm sure you've all felt it. I felt it. My parents have felt it. For example, we were just talking the other week about how just getting around now, uh, uh, paying gasoline is just for for what for the peso you pay, you don't get around as as well as you did before. And all, although. Uh, Gas prices, excuse me, oil prices are rising worldwide, so hence gas prices are rising. But that's that's further exacerbated by this um, by this um, train act. So I wanted to talk about this because this is an important package, a tax package for the Duterte administration. Basically, the administration wants to shore up government finances so that it, so that it can further further spend on things like infrastructure basically because obviously build 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 is a big initiative by the Duterte administration so this is a important train is an important part of their of their spending of their budget of their of spending their budget or creating a budget to spend so that ideally uh, infrastructure here is built and our standard of living goes up and the overall quality of, of life goes up for everybody in theory uh, so obviously part of the financing for that might be from train okay and so it's something I wanted to talk about in light of how like um, obviously fuel fuel uh, fuel prices are rising and also because of something that happened last week that I'll talk about in a bit uh, but I'll, I will start by saying that in researching for this episode I have learned that taxes here just probably like in anywhere else in the world, taxes are political. I mean, how can you not be, especially for something like this, um, for, especially for something like train, 
looking at the reporting that's been done on train, you're, I mean, I was basically going through a political minefield and I'm trying to look at the reporting and what's being said and what's being promised by, by the administration as with as much a politically unbiased eye as possible. Okay, so why is, why is train in particular uh, very political? It, it is because the way it's structured, it, it affects different sectors of society differently. So I was obviously talking about the increase in fuel. That's mostly, fuel is mostly consumed by, by people who are relatively well off. But even for the poor, they'll still feel the overall effects of it. For example, obviously fuel costs go into everything that's, that you buy. So an increase in the fuel tax obviously might have, theoretically, it, it could be passed on to consumers all over, like even rich and poor consumers. So they feel the effects. And of course, there are the other excise taxes on other goods like sugar, for example. So that obviously has an effect on the poor as well. Um, obviously, the government anticipated that. So there's supposed to be there's supposed to be unconditional cash transfers from the government to the poor. Um, see about worth 2400 per family in 2018 and 3600 pesos per family in 2019 so there's supposed to be there's sort of these these mitigating effects um but it's it's not so easy i mean that that works well in theory but in practice there are so many things that could that could go right it could go wrong so train is a is a careful balancing act for the government I mean, for example, there was a recent uh, rapper article, and I, of course, as usual, I will put links in, in the description of this episode. Anyways, there was there was a recent um, there was a recent rapper op-ed uh, by by an econ person, an economist in UP, basically assessing trains so far. This is published maybe sometime last week. And he did mention the the writer did mention that in the execution of train, for example, I mean there there have been several issues. Obviously, one is uh, increasing global oil prices, which apparently wasn't anticipated by people crafting the, the train act last year. But there's also things like there also there are also things like uh, the logistical nightmares, basically of of needing to verify like the identities of, of the, all these poor people there's hence a delay in the, in the disbursement of the cash transfers needed that the poor need to make up for uh, increased cost of living over the near term so, so there's that and the writer is also right to point out that i mean the per family like the for this year it's it's 2400 pesos these cash transfers don't take into account like each family has a different I mean not every family has the same number of kids for example so imagine if you have a family of like with two kids that's and splitting splitting the 2400 among the four of you theoretically as opposed to like having I don't know six kids and splitting that same amount between eight members of the family that's it's, you know, it's different. It's different for each situation. So there's, there's that. There, there are those sorts of real-world issues with a train. That being said, uh, I think the best overall 
article on train that I've read that I've read so far is by um, by is it is actually it was published in Business World earlier this year. It's called and I'm gonna click for the people that are watching on YouTube. I'm gonna click over and show you guys a page. Uh, but again, links will be in in the description for for everyone just listening on audio. But there's a really pretty good article here on Business World, and you can access it online. It's called Assessing Train, and it's written by one of the members of a of a government NGO called Action for Economic Reforms, and they claim that they're independent. So, and judging from the tone of this article, it's I I, I think they're fairly politically independent so not really leaning left or right and theoretically for something like this like train where where you're where people are affected differently by its implementation it's really good to have uh, an unbiased opinion as much as possible unbiased so this is assessing train um, and he you know this article goes over like the pros and cons of trains and there are all sorts of compromises uh, for it to get passed by the government. So train is a product of compromises. So we should keep the, all keep that in mind. And I know for some of us who are really feeling the, the brunt of of increased prices, it's it's not so comforting, but that's that's a political reality unfortunately. Now the question is what the government does, that that's sort of another question, which and we'll get to that at the end of this podcast. Okay. the the rationale for train i mean there wasn't anything really explicitly stated what the proceeds would be used for although the government did mention infrastructure which is obviously uh the big thing that everyone's waiting for but the budget secretary benjamin diokno said i think this was last week i think um oh no 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 this was earlier this earlier last month um he, his the, this quote I got from him I, I think it was let's see I think it was in from Inquirer or was it Star yeah okay this one um oh no it's not this one but another article anyways I'll 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 I'll, I'll paste a link later on but he did say that if you if you have a salary increase of ten percent. And you have a price increase of two percent. That's still a net win for you as a as a consumer. Of course, it's theoretical. So, what I got from that quote is that the the, the rationale, the overarching rationale behind train is that, hey, we're gonna tax. I mean, we're gonna put all these taxes, so prices are gonna go up. But guess what? We're gonna use the proceeds of the taxes efficiently, so that the the economy grows and. Uh, higher quality jobs are available, so your salary increases. So it's a net win for everyone in society. That's that's the gist that I get from their thinking behind this. Um, okay. So he even mentions that our concern is to create, and this is uh, Secretary Budget Secretary Jokman talking again. To us, our concern is to create more jobs, more quality jobs, and of course, minimize inflation. Inflation, this, in this case, being created by higher higher costs of goods, for example. So again, for those of you who are a little bit uh, unfamiliar with economics, inflation is basically when the purchasing power of your peso decreases, which, which means it takes 
more pesos to buy the same amount of goods. And there are a lot of reasons this could happen. And one of them is, for example, having higher taxes on fuel and hence higher taxes on, on other goods. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I found the article. So this this is the one I'm referring to. Actually, a halting trail haunting train excuse me. Halting train will do more harm than good. This, this was published in May 9 in Business World that is this was uh this is where the budget secretary's um uh, rationale was was basically for me exposed or what what they were thinking or what he was thinking about when passing train. So what's happened in the past month in May was that uh, inflation has increased more than the central bank's 2 to 4% target band. So inflation rose to 4.5% in April. This article doesn't specify if, if that's month on month or year on year, but I'm assuming that's year on year. But inflation rose to 4.5% in April because of, potentially because of trade, because again, increased in prices because of the fuel tax, for example. But the central bank wants to keep inflation to two to four percent, and if you one of the one of the aims of a central bank in general is price stability. So the Banco Central they want to keep inflation in uh, within a certain bandwidth, uh, and I, I could get into the specifics of that why they want to do that. But in a nutshell, basically, inflation generally happens naturally in an economy where wages are increasing, and hence, hence uh, demand for goods are increasing. But you don't want it to go out of control because that sort of creates a problem for the economy. So that's all I'll say about that. But, but So what's happening here is that uh, some legislators are saying that uh, train should be reviewed because inflation rose to 4.5% in April, breaching the central bank's 2 to 4% target band. But again, um, uh, Budget Secretary Jokno is saying that we have to stay the course uh, we want to increase. We want to improve the economy so that your salary increase of ten percent offsets the price increase of two percent. That is a theory. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go over. Check my notes now. Where was I going with this? Okay. See, and then uh, Mr. Jokno. Budget Secretary Jokno is also expecting, let's see, he is expecting the government to generate about 1.1 million jobs annually in the medium term with, this, with the infrastructure program. So that's the rationale behind that. So again, we're, what's happening is that uh, the government is pinning, pinning the execution of build, build, build to really create these jobs to offset the near-term sacrifices that everyone's making because of train. Okay. Uh, what happened recently, and I, I, I kind of foreshadowed this earlier in this, this podcast, is that last week uh, there was a row. Let me see if I can pull up this article. Um, let's see. Okay. There was a there was a there was a press conference last week, where Budget Secretary uh, Jokno was saying that uh, even though oil, uh, fuel prices are increasing here, 
he mentions that we've actually faced worse in the past when, for example, during the Arroyo administration, global oil prices hit $135 a barrel. So he, he's saying this during a press conference and he says, we should be less of a crybaby. <laughs> so obviously there was a backlash to that. Uh, a lot of netizens posting memes of them, you know, crying next to their fuel. I mean, look it up, it's, it's pretty funny. But obviously the public didn't take that well and the, and the, and the media jumped on that. Uh, here's the thing, I, I don't, I mean, obviously, I don't know him personally, but it does come across, uh, what, what uh, Diokna said comes across as a bit, it's a bit callous and unfeeling, uh, but to be fair for him, he's a, he's a technocrat, not a politician. <laughs> he's trained to think about things uh, outside the realm of, generally, that's, that are generally outside the realm of emotions, so... That's that. He's trying to think about policy and not politics. But still, maybe he shouldn't have said that. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Also, following that remark that Rao, uh, Malacanang stated that that uh, the president does not would not call Filipinos crybabies. Let's see, what did they say? Uh, let's just say the president does not consider the Filipinos as crybabies. This is what uh, the pal Malacanang says. So he understands, the president Duterte understands that what's going, the, how they feel. So that's, uh, that, that, that's that so far. So some people, some legislators are calling, are calling for a train to go into under review. But the budget secretary, secretary Diokno says, no, we should continue and not be crybabies about it. And the president so far just says, I understand your I understand where you're coming from with that with the to the public. I understand your reaction to that to that um to that statement basically. But the, he has not pulled back a train. So here's the thing. I've actually I should mention that I've actually read some of Diokno's uh articles before he became budget secretary and he he has some pretty convincing arguments from a policy standpoint. So you know we have to trust him. But the elephant in the room is once again implementation. So the, my opinion here is that the really, obviously, well, uh, train is like, because you're trying to, you're compromising all these different sectors of society, you're basically juggling chainsaws. So it's a problem. So you, and that's, that's the first problem. The second is, even if you do get this funding, Will the infrastructure, will build, build, build actually really take off the ground and be executed correctly and efficiently? That is obviously the big question. So uh, last week or the other week, I'm not sure when, I, I did talk about infrastructure again. And I want to go back to this article I, I was referring to or I mentioned last week, which, which is uh, marking one year of build, build, build. Again, in business world. Um, the writer, uh, Ms. Westleen Uy, mentioned that even though spending uh, of infrastructure on infrastructure has increased to 3.6% and exceeded its target by 19.4 billion pesos, the problem is that there's there has been there have been huge delays between project approval and project execution. So again, execution, 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 government ineff inefficiency. Et cetera, et cetera. So we, we always go back to this. So, and again, here I'm just going to read from the from this article. The 
Thus, the promise of increased infrastructure spending must come hand-in-hand -hand with correcting institutional weaknesses, addressing absorptive capacity constraints, poor project evaluation and project selection, as well as tackling corruption. So, again, <clears throat> it goes back to execution. So, so for train, the risk is first the delicate balancing act of not pissing off entire sections of society, which is already very difficult. Um, and, this, and the second thing is that you have to deliver on, on their promise of build, build, build. So, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't blame Budget Secretary Jokno if he was stressed out during these press conferences and maybe just let something slip. I mean, and maybe this isn't a popular opinion, but put, put yourself in his shoes. This is this is an, there's an incredible amount of pressure on him, and you say something that slips, you, or you something slips from your mouth, and the press jumps on it, and it goes on, it goes on the social media and goes viral. So we should be saying something. We should be less of crybabies. Maybe that was a stress-induced statement. <laughs> I don't know, but those are my thoughts. So I think train. I'm actually for train. I mean, it's it, it was never going to be implemented correctly, and it's it's not perfect it's far from perfect and some people have pointed out that if there wasn't any corruption we probably wouldn't even need train because there would be less stealing but that's not the political reality of everything and given given what um given what the budget secretary is what, what he's been given given the cards he's been dealt this is this is their solution so i'm i'm generally i'm generally for it but again the 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 actual execution of build 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 has to be done so it's not perfect train is not perfect it's a product of compromise again but if it can finance build 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 and get it done then over the longer term it's a net win for society but again this is all in theory and it's for me i'm, I'm less worried about train itself as much as as much as getting the infrastructure building done, and obviously, and again, train is not perfect. Um, there are other problems with train, for example, which I I think I should mention before I finish this podcast. Like, uh, there are some reports that some retailers have been actually using, have been riding on train to actually increase prices over and above the excise tax on fuel, for example. So there are things like that that have to be, you know, that have to be taken care of. But again. Is the government even capable of, of policing that kind of behavior? Um, probably not. So, again, it's a chicken and egg situation. We want we want a richer society that, that can kind of police, has a strong enough government to police all these shenanigans. But to do that, we need to build infrastructure. But to do that, we need to gain more, fi we have to have more finances or financing. So it's sort of a chicken and egg situation in that sense. So at least we're starting somewhere. It's not perfect. And and uh, obviously the cash transfer could have, I mean, there, there probably should have been more thinking into it, but at least something's happening. And I hope I hope it's executed better uh, or it's implemented better than, or it, it continues to be. The implementation of train is improved. And also obviously, of course, uh, build, build, build. Okay, so that's it for... Today's podcast, um, the Spanish Tagalog vocab for today is vosotros, kayo. Kayo is in you, plural. Vosotros is to kayo as 
tú es tu ikaw. So, vosotros, kayo. Alright. And that's it for me. And I will see you guys next week. Goodbye.